Beth nodded silently, but held her breath as her twin carefully approached the boy, then lifted his head and let it drop back to his chest. He didn't even stir. Shrugging, Charlie stepped back. Out like a drunken sot. Her breath rushing out in relief, Beth moved quickly along the stools until she found the one where her mount had been settled for the night. Murmuring soothingly, she stepped inside to set about quickly saddling him while Charlie did the same for the mount in the next stall. Several moments later, Beth was aware at once when her twin suddenly stiffened. Going still herself, she glanced up and about, her heart nearly freezing in her chest, at the sight of a figure in the shadows by the door. Charlie tossed her a warning look, then affected the accent of the servant class, and asked, "'Something I can do for you, my lord?' One eyebrow rising at the boy's accent, Radcliffe smiled slightly. It is very bad manners to sneak out without paying one's bill. And stealing horses is a crime. Charlie stiffened, eyes shooting to Beth's face. The girl was as pale as the moon. Her expression panicked as their gazes met. Radcliffe noted the silent exchange and wished for better lighting in the stables. He'd bet a lot of money that the girl was a beauty. His eyes were straining to make out her features in the darkness when the lad spoke up again. We're not stealing. The horses are ours. The false accent was gone, he noted absently, glancing at the boy. Obviously gentry, as he had suspected. And your bill? Taken care of. Radcliffe raised one doubting eyebrow. Then why not leave by the door like most people? He asked, noting the couple again exchanging glances. Charlie was trying to decide just what to tell the snoopy hitch in their plans when Beth suddenly moved out of the stall and into the stream of moonlight coming through the stable doors. Noting the look of appreciation that immediately entered the stranger's eyes, Charlie peered at the girl now too, curious to know what the man found so attractive. Beth was pretty enough, straight nose, good teeth. Her eyes were her best feature, large and blue-black, while her hair was an unremarkable brown, all of which described Charlie as well, not surprising since they were twins, but it was doubtful that the man had noticed that fact yet. We were forced to leave through the windows to escape my uncle, the girl said. Radcliffe arched an eyebrow. Why would you need to escape your uncle? Noting yet another exchange of glances between the young couple, Radcliffe smiled wryly. Or need I ask... I beg your pardon, she murmured, uncertainly. You need not explain. Tis obvious you are about to head for Gretna Green. Gretna Green? Charlie could have kicked Beth for her look of astonishment. If the saying were true that everyone loved a lover, they might have had a better chance of the man not interfering in their escape plans. He'd obviously thought they were eloping. Instead of leaving him with that mistaken impression, however... Beth gestured toward Charlie. Charlie is my twin. Charles, Charlie corrected quickly, stepping forward to join her in the light. Beth blinked, then nodded slowly. Hi, Charles is my twin brother. Radcliffe's eyebrows shot up as he looked the boy over, except for the white wig, the two were identical. Well, of course, there were the obvious physical differences. Where the girl's chest was ample, the boy's was not. After his initial surprise had passed, Radcliffe's eyes narrowed with some suspicion.
Why would the two of you need to flee your uncle in the dead of night? Our parents died four years ago, the lad answered this time. Our uncle took over our care. He has done his best to run the family estates into the ground, and now wishes to replenish his coffers by selling Beth off into marriage. To Lord Carland. Radcliffe stiffened at that name, shocked. Carland was a brutal bastard. He had been through three wives already. The first had died in childbirth. It was said that a beating had sent her into labour, and may have had something to do with her death as well. The second wife had killed herself. The third had plunged to her death down the stairs of the family's country estate. There was much speculation as to whether she had had some assistance from her husband in that plunge. Whatever the case, not one of his wives had lasted a year, and no one would ever consider allowing their daughter to marry the bastard now.